And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. It is Monday, September 28th, and here we go, another busy broadcast week coming up on Wednesday. Cheryl Campbell will be here as a guest. We are working on scheduling someone for Thursday. I've yet to confirm, so I'm not going to tell you about that one yet. Hundred and twenty-eight days since an incident here at the bunker. We are on a roll. And today's topic, uh, I'll get into that in just a minute here, uh, because it could very much very easily go sideways, and it's probably hopefully it's not going to, because as a professional in the broadcast industry with 30 years of training in media. I can probably keep this from going off the rails. It is likely to be a short installment today because I'm going to say my piece and be done with it. But here we go. To start with, uh, over the weekend, got from a fan this uh, Horta. So that'll go on the shelf there over on the on the Triple Bites set. Thank you for that. And uh, so here's, here's where we're at. A couple of things. Uh, like I said, it's going to be a short show. And uh, those of you who are normally here as regulars and those of you who are in the chat, uh, a preemptive warning. A lot of times we skate the edge a little bit with some comments, and I usually kind of let things go, but I want everybody to be on their best behavior today because I'm going to do my best not to poke the bear, and I would ask that all of you exercise some restraint today. I don't want this thing getting sideways. So I got a question late last week that sparked today's topic. And I could very easily go on an angry rant. I'm not going to do that because I've given it some thought and I've, and I've stewed about it and I've thought about it and I've commiserated about it. It even triggered a, a brief depression fit so much for the, to, the, to the point where on Sunday the computer was off, the phone was off, all of the devices were off and away from me because I just didn't want to even at that point. The question came to me from a surprising source. I'm not going to get into who asked me this question, but it was a surprise to get this question. Why do you only interview white men and occasionally white women? And I, I was surprised. The question took me aback quite a bit set me back on my heels. 
And my response was, I've never even thought about skin color when I'm thinking about guests. I invite people, mainly the people I've got contact information for. And the suggestion, I should make the effort to seek out people of color. The world doesn't change, doesn't just change. We change it by moving out of our comfort zone. And to me, it's not a comfort zone question. And after a certain amount of indignation, and I will admit to a certain amount of anger, I've given it some thought and I thought, okay, Let's think about this for a little bit. And I don't, think the, I don't think the motivation behind the question is any kind of malice. It was not a question that was directed towards me in an accusatory tone or anything like that. I don't think I'm getting, I don't think I'm getting blasted. I think the motivation behind the question is fairly benign. Hey, this might be something to think about. Because I've had these conversations before when it comes to the staff here. Maybe we should think a little bit more about diversity in the staff. And my answer has always been, I'm open to anyone who wants to contribute as long as they're reliable and they know what they're talking about. I don't care about skin color. I don't care about orientation. I don't care about gender. I don't care about political party. I don't care about religion. That's the short of it. The long of it is a little bit more. I think this is a teaching moment. Maybe. On the subject of race, it has never been a factor for me when it comes to friendships, when it comes to staff, when it comes to working relationships, when it comes to client relationships, when it comes to audience, and when it comes to guests. I don't believe in gatekeeping because of identity. Identity politics in general has no place for me. I don't care. When race or gender or political party or religion trumps whatever you do in your behavior or your qualifications or skills, that's wrong. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. I don't care what color state you live in. If you are discriminating because of skin color, that's wrong. And it goes both ways. If you show preference to someone because of skin color, that also, I think, is wrong. The science fiction and fantasy writers of America have said, if you're a person of color, we will waive your application fee. I think that's wrong. But I also think it's wrong to deny someone a membership into some organization or club or group or whatever because of fill-in-the-blank identity politics. I do not check boxes here. I was raised to deal with people as people, as the individual. Red, yellow, black, and white. It doesn't matter. The criteria for my guests are as follows. One, 
They need to be in the science fiction, fantasy, and horror space. As an actor, a writer, an illustrator, an editor, publisher, comic book creator, colorist, letterer, producer, director, whatever. They have to be in the genre space for me to have an interest. I got an email this morning from a publicity uh, organization saying, hey, we've got this new book coming out. This lady is talking about surviving breast cancer. Her book is all about boobs. That's, that's the pitch. Okay, that's very nice. But it has nothing to do with science fiction, fantasy, or, or horror. So it's not in our wheelhouse. We've had offers to interview political candidates. It's not in our wheelhouse. We've had offers to interview fitness experts. It's not in our wheelhouse. That's the first determination. The second question is always, will this conversation be of interest to the audience? Because all of the things that we do here, while it might personally satisfy my sense of self-importance, I say with my tongue firmly planted in cheek, the audience has to be satisfied. You play to the seats that are filled. You provide programming, content, whether it's a YouTube channel or a network television show or a movie, you make something you think people might be interested in. That's the second consideration. Will my audience find this topic of interest? And no, Sci-Fi Snob, I don't think that they were computerized boobs. The third question in determining my guests is whether or not I have contact information for them. For, for them. Now, for a number of them, we do because we've had conversations with them before. We've interviewed people before. That's how we brought on you know, David Levine and Quincy Allen because we've talked with them before. We've had contact before. I have contact information for a number of people, and I have sent a number of invitations out. Some people have responded. Some people have not. Some of those responses have been, yes, I will, I will gladly come on your show. And some of them have said, I don't have time, or I'm not working on anything currently, maybe later. But at no point have I sat there and said, I need to have a black guy on the show. At no point have I said, I need to have an Asian transgender lesbian on the show. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Did you write a science fiction book? You're automatically one up. Let's talk. Did you create a comic book? A science fiction comic book or a horror comic book? Let's talk. If you're not interested in being on the show, that's fine. Nothing says you have to be on the show. I've had a couple of people approach me and say, hey, would you be interested in this? Well, yeah, sure. Let's talk about it. Now, there are some caveats to that. I've told you that I was raised to judge a person 
on their behavior. And that goes back to Dr. King, not by the content of their skin, not by the color of their skin, rather, but by the content of their character. And I was raised that way. Each person is responsible for his or her own behavior. And it's like the, the quote, you can tell a lot about a man by the way he treats his dog. You can also tell a lot about a person by the way he treats his family, his coworkers, his audience. And that gets into social media because I have my list of people that it might be interesting to have them on as a guest, but I won't because their behavior is reprehensible and repugnant to me. And that's a behavior issue. White, black, brown, red, yellow. I don't care if you are ugly to people. Why would I want to provide a platform for that. And again, that's not political. I have people on both sides of the aisle that I would not dare bring within 12 parsecs of my show because they like to poke the bear. I don't believe that it is necessary nor productive to create controversy, to provoke controversy. Now, I may have occasionally a guest to respond and address controversial issues, but I'm not going to bring somebody on here and provide them a forum to stir the pot and make things worse. That's a personal preference for me. And again, it has absolutely nothing to do with melanin or plumbing. Moving forward, I can say that there are a number of people on my list of people that I want to have as guests that are white, black, brown, yellow, red, doesn't matter. I have a big list of people that I would like to invite onto the show. And I have offered from the very beginning the opportunity for the audience to suggest potential guests. We have an email address. Live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com. A couple of people have said, hey, you know, it'd be great to have this person on as a guest. That's how we got Mercedes Lackey. Somebody asked. Somebody said, maybe you should invite this person. Uh, Snob, the, the sticker uh, got caught in the email filter. And uh, we'll have to figure out an alternate way to get that to you. Mazur in the chat says, My motto growing up was simple. You don't have to be any race, color, creed, religion, etc. to be an a-hole. And that's right. And it goes the other way. It goes both ways. Just because somebody is white doesn't necessarily mean that they're right. And just because somebody is a person of color does not automatically mean that they are inferior. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I have never, ever looked at anybody on the surface and said, oh, that person is probably fill in the blank because check the box. I don't make assumptions as a matter of course. 
I was raised differently from that. My parents instilled in me an appreciation for the individual person. And that's the teaching moment here. That is what I would like to encourage everyone to consider. As long as we as a society focus on race, gender, orientation, what have you, it will continue to be an issue. And there are certain people who want it to be an issue. And, and, and that does bring me in mind that this question that was asked of me could very well be innocently presented because there has been so much discussion about race relations lately. But I also want you to consider what Booker T. Washington wrote in his book, My Larger Education. It was published in 1911. And this quote has been going around. And it applies not just in race, as he writes, but it applies to any group, organization, political party, any, any ideological group that makes a business out of being victims. Because that's where a lot of this comes from. We're going to stir the pot and we're going to create an issue because if we solve the issue, then we've got no problems to complain about. We have no power if there's not an issue. Reading Booker T. Washington, quote, There is another class of colored people who make a business of keeping the troubles, the wrongs, and the hardships of the Negro race before the public. Having learned that they are able to make a living out of their troubles, they have grown into the settled habit of advertising their wrongs, partly because they want sympathy and partly because it pays. Some of these people do not want the Negro to lose his grievances because they do not want to lose their jobs. And it doesn't just apply to one group. The victimhood industry is thriving right now. And I know that there are people out there with good intentions. We need to do better with, in terms of race relations. And yes, we do. But we also need to acknowledge that some of this is being deliberately undone by bad actors in the mix. I am not one of them. I will never, ever consider identity politics when choosing guests or staff. It will not be a purity litmus test for the audience. Ever. If that ever was to happen, this channel is done. I have never been a party to identity politics, and I'm not going to start now. I do not suffer victimhood industry, and it's not going to start 
now. It has no business here. And that's what I've got to say about that. So there it is. Like I said, it's going to be a short show today. On Wednesday, we will have Cheryl Campbell. She is the author of Echoes of Darkness, which is the second book in the Echoes trilogy. The review for the first book, Echoes of War, is available on sci-fi4me.com. Nope. Just knocked over a stack. Ignore ideological othering. There is no merit to it. There is no, there is no benefit from it. There's no profit. Sci-fi snob, I think this was the least fun rant yet. Yeah, I, I have no fun. I have no fun ranting about it myself. And I know, and I have said, we have discussed here internally, that at some point, the cancel cult is likely to come after us. It hasn't yet, but I anticipate at some point it will, because they have for everybody else. So I want to get out in front of this a little bit and say what I said. It doesn't make any difference at all what you look like, who you sleep with, what faith you have. On any front, friends, co-workers, guests, audience, doesn't matter. And on this, on this particular show, if the conversation is going to be interesting to the audience, that's what matters. The audience matters. <laughs> if you sleep with aliens, I might want you on the show. That We've actually had an idea for a show that that could that could fall more easily into another another idea for a show than this one. But uh, yeah, so the notifications. So Sci-Fi Snob says notifications just came through now, twenty minutes late. That doesn't surprise me uh, because things being the way they are these days, and it is uh, one of the reasons why I didn't monetize this particular episode either. Because reasons, YouTube being YouTube. All right, so that's going to do it for us today. I am going now to go compile a list of emails for people that I have contact information for to send out a bunch of different invitations. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that I want to be big enough to get noticed if that's going to mean being attacked. But, you know, we'll take it as it comes. We will adjust accordingly, and we'll keep moving on. So uh, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks very much, everyone, for, uh, for behaving. And uh, if you have comments you'd like to uh, leave on the, uh, on the thread, you can. Don't forget, we have a discount code over at SuperheroStuff.com. Sci-Fi for Me 10 when you check out is the promo code. You get 10% off your order. 
And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. H2O podcast tonight at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. Don't know what our topic is going to be yet. But uh, we will be back. Thanks for watching, everyone. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2020 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.